promises of God. Tonight, we're going to talk about God's promise that He forgives our sins. He forgives our sins. One of the things we mentioned last week, that I mentioned last week, was that every promise of God is intentional for every need in your heart. So if you're a human, you have human needs, right? Right? If you're a human, you have specific needs and things in your heart, emotional, physical, psychological, philosophical, relational. You have specific needs in your heart that God made in you. And every promise that is in the Bible for you, promise, meaning God promises it, like it's a sure thing, like like if He promised it, then it's real and it's true. And He won't fail you. He won't let you down. Every promise in the Word of God that is met in Jesus Christ, every promise, say every promise, every promise meets and fulfills and completes every specific need that you have in your heart. Last week, one of the promises we discussed was that God is always with us. And one of our needs of our human heart is that we have a feeling called loneliness or a need of being in relationship with somebody. Perfect relationship. God promises that He is always with us and always in us. Lives, dwells, abides with us and He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. That's one of His promises. Tonight we're talking about the promise that He forgives us. But we have to first address that we have specific human needs. That you have a specific void as a human being. Many voids. Many emptinesses that God made in you. Emptinesses isn't a word, but many places in your heart and in your soul that are empty away from relationship with God. Are you following me? Many. So now I don't talk about two. Two feelings that you feel because of voids that you have in your heart. The first one is shame. Shame is a feeling that longs for security. Shame is a feeling that longs to be favored, that longs to be good enough. Shame is a feeling that says two things. Depending on the type of shame, we're talking about toxic shame that is condemning Another word that we would use would be condemnation, a feeling. Anybody ever felt condemnation before? That feeling in your heart that you experience is trying to tell you something. It's trying to tell you that you don't feel like you are in right relationship with God. If you feel condemned, your heart and your mind and your body and your entire soul is telling you that you don't feel like you're in right relationship with God. Another feeling that we feel is guilt. 
Guilt says, I've fallen, I've fallen short, I've messed up, I've sinned, I feel guilty. I feel like I stumbled and I need a clean conscience. Tonight, the two needs that we're going to talk about are summed up in this. I need a clear conscience. I need to know that I am right with God. I need to know that He looks at me and that He loves me. I need to know that even though I am not good enough and I can never be a nice enough guy or a nice enough girl or I cannot do everything perfect enough, I need to know that God still loves me. I need to know that I can be secure in my identity in Him. See, because each one of us in here have experienced toxic shame, condemnation that says, I'm worthless, I am nothing, I am not good enough, I have no identity. Anybody ever experienced that before, that feeling? It says, what's the purpose of me living anyway? That's the question that condemnation asks. What's the purpose anyway? Am I even valuable? Am I even important? Do I have meaning? Do I have purpose? Do I even matter to God? Condemnation usually is derived from guilt that is not taken care of. You first commit a sin, and as you keep that thing buried and you don't tell anybody about the sin, it drives you to feeling condemned. And you condemn yourself, and the devil condemns you and beats you up. So what we do as humans, Christian or not, because we have such a need for security, because we have such a need for, for, for a true identity, and to feel confident, because we don't feel confident with God, so we do everything we can. We try to be good at sports. We try to be good at academics. We try to be really good at being funny. I mean, there's so many different things that we, to, that we do try to find security, to try to find identity. And so we realize I got really good at something, whether it's a sport or it's academia or it's maybe my physical body or the way that I look or the way that I talk. And I find that, wow, people think that I'm pretty amazing. And you start getting prideful and confident. Some people think, wow, that person's just really confident. They must have a good relationship with God. Either you have a good relationship with God or you've chosen to find your confidence in something that is temporary and something that never lasts forever, something that fails you. Your good looks will fail you. Your bad looks will fail you. What I'm trying to say is that it's not fair. It's not fair that people that may be better looking, than somebody else. It's not fair that the person that is better looking in the world's standards can find confidence in that and the other cannot. What I'm trying to say is that that's not what God intended and that was never God's purpose. What I'm trying to say is that if you find your identity and your security there, you will feel alone when you get to heaven because you will have missed out on your life on earth what real security and confidence is. Because if you are that, quote, better looking person, 
And you come across somebody that's better looking than you in the world's standards, you'll soon find out that you're not good enough. I'm talking about shame. I'm talking about toxic shame. I'm talking about that feeling that says I'm not good enough. And the Bible tells us that there is a promise. There is a promise that takes away our shame and that takes away our guilt. God doesn't leave us in that place that that if you're a Christian, you don't have to be insecure. If you believe in Jesus, you can really be secure and confident. Not in the things of this world that are temporary, but that which is eternal, that which lasts forever. Whether or not you meet up to the status quo or to the world's standards, you can have authentic confidence and security. Romans chapter 3, verse 22. Here's a promise that takes care of your shame. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. Don't find your confidence in your gifts. Don't find your confidence in the way you look. Don't find your confidence in how hard you work. Don't find your confidence on how much people like you or don't like you. Don't find your confidence in your humor. Don't find your confidence on anything in this world can offer you. Find your confidence and your security that you have been made right with God, that God looks at you and he loves you and he's favored you because you've put your faith in Jesus Christ. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, he makes you a child of God. The Bible says to us that he loves you the same way that he loves his own son. That when God looks at you, even though you have sinned and continue to sin, when God looks at you, he looks at you the way he looks at his son, the way he looks at Jesus. God sees you with eyes of love and mercy and compassion. And even in your sinful behavior, God still relentlessly pursues you. You can be sure of that. You can find your confidence and your security in that, that you're children of God. But then you have another feeling, and that feeling is guilt. Okay, I know I've been made right with God, Gabriel. I believed in Jesus five years ago, but what happens after I sin? What what happens after I become a Christian and then I sin again? I mean... Because I feel really guilty when that happens. Well, there's another promise. 1 John 1, we just read it, verse 9. If we admit our sins, say admit. Say admit. My, say my. Sins, say sins. If we admit our sins, make a clean breast of them. He will not let us down. He'll be true to himself. He'll forgive you of your sins and purge us of all our wrongdoings. See, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have been made right with God. But when you sin, you feel guilty. That does not mean that you're not right with God anymore. It just means that your conscience is dirty because you've done that which you're not supposed to do. 
So if you feel guilty, it does not mean that you're not saved. It just means that you need to get your conscience clear. You need to make it right with God. You need to confess that to man. So you have a need, a shame. That promise is found in Jesus Christ. The Bible says that he took away our shame. We just sing about it tonight in our second song. You know what shame is? Shame is this. Jesus is hanging on the cross, and for the first time in all of eternity, God turned his face away from his son. He turned his face. He turned his heart against his own son. He did that because without Jesus, that's how you are. That's how I am. God turns his heart and his face away from us because we're sinful by nature. We are not by nature children of God. We are by nature children of the devil and children of wrath. We are by nature not good people. We are by nature people that God turns his face away from. I'm not making stuff up. You can find it in the Bible. Read Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. It'll tell you clearly. We are not naturally good people. God does not naturally look at us and choose to show us favor. Are you following me? And the Bible says that when Jesus hung on the cross, when, when the time when Jesus says, Father, why have you forsaken me? The scriptures insinuate and tell us that the Father actually turns his face and his heart away from his Son. It was an act of wrath being poured out on Jesus. Jesus didn't just go through physical pain. Jesus went through emotional pain. The Bible actually insinuates that when Jesus was stabbed in the side and blood and water poured out of his heart, that if you study that context out, most theologians believe that Jesus actually died from a broken heart. His heart, they believe, actually exploded because of so much pain that he experienced as he hung on the cross for your sin and for my shame, for our shame. And he received our shame because the Father turned his face away. Jesus died and he rose again. And the Father received him because he lived perfectly. But he took your sin and my sin, your shame and my shame. And now Jesus is perfectly in relationship with the Father. And all those who believe in Jesus have no more shame. And if you have shame, it's because you've lost sight that you're in right relationship with Jesus. Now, if you have guilt, it's because you've fallen and you've stumbled and you need to confess you've fallen. So I've talked about your need. I've talked about his promise. And now your response to his promise is really important. Because he says he'll forgive you if you confess. Say confess. Real quick, before we move on, I want to talk about two things. There's a difference. Say difference. There's a difference between confess and complain. Say confess. Say complain. There is a huge difference between confess and complain. I talk and and I've been teaching for years about the importance of you confessing your sin and being real with people. But I have found over the years that people think that that means just puking on each other and poisoning each other with our complaints in life. Now, obviously, I'm not saying physically puking on each other. I'm speaking of emotionally or 
spiritually puking on each other. Complain means, if you look it up in the dictionary, it's behind the scenes talk. It's to make a formal accusation against someone. In the Bible, when people were complaining, in the Old Testament, God got angry. He opened up the earth. He killed them because they complained. Now, God's not going to do that to you. But it shows God's anger toward complaining. Complaining is this. Complaining is, well, I'm just trying to be real with you, but my whole day sucked and my life sucks and everything's just going horrible and nothing's right. And from the beginning, everything's been going really bad and nobody likes me and the world's out to get me and this person did this to me and this is what happened. You're not, that's not confessing, that's complaining. And, and you may say, I'm just being real. No, you're not. You're just puking and you're spewing on other people. And that's not healthy. That's not healthy. Some of you laugh because you may not do that. Some of you laugh because you do do that. Or you know somebody that does do that. Do do. That's, I don't want to do do that. Yeah. So don't complain. Confess. You want to know what confess is? This is confess. To agree with and make known the reality of your sin. Confessing is not complaining about your circumstances. Confessing is making known your problem. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 14, do everything without complaining and grumbling. So if you're grumbling and you're complaining and you call it being real and call it living a life of transparency, I'm calling it grumbling and complaining and God hates it, calls it sin, and it's why he hung on the cross. Don't complain. Stop complaining. Stop talking behind doors about other people. That's gossip and that's slander. Confess. Not that you had a bad day. Confess that you have a bad perspective about your day. Don't confess that everything went wrong in your day. Confess that you had a bad perspective in your day and you were looking at the wrong things and not setting your mind on things above. Two different things, confessing and complaining. I could talk about that for a long time, but I don't have time. James chapter 5, verse 16, we're going to do that. We're going to sing one more song. And then we're going to get into groups of two, one-on-one, and we're going to do this with each other. The Bible says in James 5.16, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful things. You feel guilty? You have a secret tonight? You can first of all know if your faith is in Jesus that you're forever made right with God. But if you feel guilty about something you've done recently, you have another promise. That guilt can be washed away if you just confess your sin to somebody. And at that confession, God forgives you. I promise. He forgives you. You either believe that or you question that. And the difference will determine your confidence. Would you stand up with me, please? I really do love you, and I want you to live free of condemnation, and I want you to live free of guilt. 
But you have to take God at his word. You have to know, you have to believe that you really are favored and loved by God forever. And you have to believe that if you blow it, the only way for your guilt to go away is to go to another brother or sister in the Lord and confess, I blew it and I keep blowing it. But I know, even though I blow it, I know that God loves me and I know that I've made right with him because of my faith in Jesus Christ. So you can confess their sin and know that even in your sin, God still loves you. Don't act like he don't know your sin. Just, he knows it. Just confess and watch your guilt go away. So we're going to sing another song. And as we're singing, I want you to confess your sin to God. And I want you to be thanking and asking the Lord, Lord, who can I connect with tonight? Connect with another guy if you're a guy. And connect with another girl if you're a girl. Get with somebody and confess. And confess and confess. You may have 18 things, 18 secrets. Get every secret out and watch your guilt wash away. Amen? Amen? I am so glad that I don't have to live in guilt forever. I am so glad that my guilt can be washed away and I can stand confident before God and before people. I'm so glad for the promise that he said, if I confess, he forgives. So glad for that. Don't take that for granted. Confess freely. Let there be no secrets. Let there be no skeletons in your closet, as they would say. Let's confess. Let's sing a song. Let's find somebody. Let's get with them. Let's confess. Let's pray for each other. Let's share in life with each other and honor and worship Jesus. Amen? Amen. Worship team, would you lead us in another song, please?
reason to praise God forever because you're so forgiven and you've been made so right with him that gives you reason to praise God see we don't we don't live a life to please God so that God would be pleased with us we live a life to please God because God is pleased with us you know what I'm saying you don't you don't live a life to please God, to try to get God to get pleased with you. You live a life to please God because your God and Father is already pleased with you. That's our promise. Otherwise, we work our whole life trying to get God to get pleased with us, and it never works by our work. It only works by His work and by your faith in His work fundamental truth, the basic of your foundation, the base of your foundation in faith is that you have been made right with God through faith. But yet it is the very thing that we always tend to forget and set aside. You are made right with God forever. It is the promise of the entire Bible from Genesis where God promised to Abraham because of your faith you have been made right with me and he promises it to you today that if you simply put your faith in Jesus you are forever made right with him that gives me reason to praise him when I wake up when I lie down through storms through high waters through hell it gives me reason to praise God because he loves me and he's favored me he's favored you gives me liberty to confess my sin and know that he loves me. Confessing is where we find a clear conscience. And remember, confessing is making known your sin, not complaining about your circumstances. So let's find somebody. Let's confess. And let's know as we confess, maybe you got to confess that you're a big complainer. Maybe you got to confess that you lie a lot. Maybe you got to confess that you steal or that you cheat. Do you find your security in things you shouldn't? I don't know. Whatever, whatever you feel guilty about, I pray God will reveal that to you. So don't make promises to God that you'll never blow it. Believe God's promise that if you ever 